Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Hola, hola, bienvenidos. We continue today with intuition. Last week, I was on a roll. It was supposed to be about supposed to be about love and intuition, but you know, I got into all the clairs and I got into some of my own case studies and experiences. I want to clear up a couple of things that came up and thank you audience for sharing. You asked me, well, what is intuition exactly, right? And one of the very simple definitions is knowing without knowing how you know, from a divine standpoint, from a sacred standpoint, we could see say that it is a gift from the universe, right? that we are extensions of all that is, of the goddess, of source. And as extensions, we also carry those beautiful innate spiritual gifts, right? Of seeing beyond the body, hearing beyond the body, knowing beyond the body. For others who do not believe in the universe or spiritual roots associated to intuition or energetic roots associated to intuition, um, we can go strictly to science, right? The energy cannot be created or destroyed. And so for me, energy creates the whole universe and everything that exists and energy is communicated in different forms. So why wouldn't we be sending information, energetic information and receiving energetic information? And so if you're someone who is, and besides, let's not talk about how el cerebro, the brain, is not even being used to its full capacity, right? So we've got spiritual meanings of intuition. We've got a practical meaning, that gut feeling. But I, even though I'm a generator in human design and a Taurus sun, do not have gut feelings, people. I am a renowned psychic medium. I have been reading people since I'm 16 years old, and it's not something I do every once in a while, et cetera. This is something where I've read like 30 people a week and sometimes 40 people at a party, right? Um, one of these events that I was sent out to do. So reading people for me does not exhaust me. Reading, I have a huge capacity. We can talk about what capacity is. And everybody's different. Some people are gonna be, read, be able to read somebody professionally, maybe two people a day. And that's what they're meant to do. And other people are, are able to read other people depending on their auras, depending on their energy and depending on what they want to do. I want to underline that this is not a competition, right? When I say that I could read tons of people a day, I'm not saying it like, oh, look at me, I'm fabulous and all I can do. I am basically stating that this is my reality for whatever reason, whether it's because I'm a human uh, design generator and this is what I do because I've been doing it for 30 years. And so this is what I do because I've worked on my psychic shield. But it's not about who can do more, really. It's about being present. It's about being open. It's about being able to read. Because all of us are intuitive, and it is our birthright. 
but not everyone can get around the mental stories about what it means to be a reader and what it means to um, be an intuitive uh, coach or to be an oracle or to be a psychic medium because some people are so afraid and trust me, I've been there. Um, so it becomes harder. Like, you know, my intuition comes to me all the time when I'm home or in the supermarket, but when I have a session, I like freak out. I have so been there. It's just that in my life, my immigrant, like way of living, which is like, we don't got time to be nervous. We got to show up. We don't have time to be tired. We don't have time to be depressed. I'm not saying it's a good way to be raised. I don't think it's good at all. I'm just saying that as an immigrant who came here at a year old, with parents who didn't speak English, having to translate everything, having to do everything and having to figure out most shit on my own, even though I was scared a lot of times. And even though I feel like I didn't have that privilege, I have many other privileges, like, you know, being able-bodied, being cisgendered, being white passing. I don't have the privilege. I didn't have the privilege growing up to be able to say, oh, I've got to integrate this now because I'm going to therapy. That's not something that wasn't part of my life at that time. Thankfully, it is now in the last couple of, I guess, maybe a decade or more, I've been able to spend more time on my healing. Actually, I started doing healing work on my own at 20, went into therapy at 30. And so it's part of my life. And so getting back to it. So intuition, knowing without knowing how you know, intuition, being able to pick up patterns, being able to pick up and read energetic information accurately. Now, when we get to the heart of what does accurately mean? There are tons of people that I've met who said to me, I'm so psychic. I'm so psychic. I just know shit. I just know shit, right? And what's really happening is that they're in trauma. They have been traumatized through life experiences. And so they're continuously on edge, maybe even a little paranoid and maybe expecting the worst. So they're hyper aware of their environment and people, right? And so a lot of folks who have that experience come to me, they're like, I'm psychic, I'm psychic, I'm psychic. But then I listen to them and the person they thought was going to be their husband for the rest of their life or even go on a date didn't pan out. People who tell me they know they're going to get this job, they know it, they know it because their psychic ability told them and then they didn't get it, right? There's a lot of things that they're not spot on for because the trauma is getting the way of the objective information. So intuition is very objective information. I can share with you all that, you know, we have a couple, and everybody needs to take time to learn your own inner landscape because all of it is different. I talked about it last week, right? All of us are different. In my family, this dream could mean something for I could experience it a different way. Some people feel dread when they are reliving or being triggered by trauma that has not been healed. For example, Right. For example, and I teach a lot of this in my Nasima Magicas. I teach a lot of this in my one-on-one coaching. Like this is stuff that I've been talking about for I don't know almost twenty years. I have not published the book yet, but working on that. Um, for example, let's say that you are mugged by someone who's six foot two. Right, a white guy, let's say, who's six foot two, mugs you in an alley in New York or some big city or wherever, and then you're at your job, and you are on the hiring committee. And a white guy who's six foot two comes in to apply for the job and you're on the hiring committee. It it could happen that if your trauma is not healed and this six foot two person shows up who happens to be white, maybe the same color hair, maybe the same tone of voice, your body starts to pick up information of what you experienced before. 
And as a human being, you're like, oh, I have a bad feeling or I have a bad feeling. This person's not good. This person's sneaky. They could sneak up on you. And you're like, believe me, I'm psychic. I'm intuitive. And so I'm giving you a, a case study, a case example of what it means when you know that you're intuitive, but you keep making the wrong um, you know, predictions or you keep assuming things that are not right. It's very likely that you've got a lot of trauma there. I could share with you that for me, and now I've been training people 11 years online. I've been training people in intuition with intuitive leverage, you know, um, giving structure to the invisible and Nasimos Magicas, the reclaiming your ancestral gifts, right? Of intuition and many other gifts. I've been teaching that course 11 years online, like on the phone. Like I said, I started on the phone because there was no Zoom. And then I've taught it in person like almost 20 years because I used to have circles, Sister of the Light and then Souls of the Light Circle with other folks. And we used to talk about intuition. And then I started teaching intuition workshops. And I taught intuition, immersion de intuition in Espanol online. I taught it in Panama, in Costa Rica. I've been hired to teach. And so this is not my own, not only my own experience, in almost 20 years of circling and working with people, um, 30 years of reading people, my own experience as a psychic medium who's out of the bruja closet. You know, I am not in the closet. I've come out in layers, but I've been out reading people since I'm 16. And so one case example when your intuition's not on point is because you're really not reading accurately or picking up accurately. What you're doing is your aura, your body, right? the body um, keeps the score, right? It's a great book. We are remembering through environmental um, experience, right? Like the tone, the height, we are remembering something that harmed us in the past. And now we're like, I don't like that person. I don't like that person. No, we can't hire them. I don't like it. And that person may be like the most wonderful worker ever, but now you may be making a choice from the hiring team because of that. I've met many people who went out with, um, you know, a beautiful woman with black hair, curly hair, tan skin, who hurt them, who harmed them, who betrayed them, who cheated on them. And every time they meet a woman, a beautiful woman with curly, dark hair and, and tan skin, they're like, no, I don't trust her. There's just something about her. No me gusta. No me gusta. Right. And it turns out the person turned out to be the most amazing person. That person is jumping to conclusions because of the trauma that they had that they did not work on. And so for any of you who are out there and you're like, well, I know I'm intuitive, but I'm not always on point because I jump to conclusions sometimes. Nobody likes to admit it because we're in an era where everybody's like, I see everything. Yo sé todo. Because it's become some sort of like status to be a bruja or it becomes some sort of status to have tarot cards or, or be an astrologer or do all these things. And, you know, for me, like, OG Bruja, that's just life. It's not status. And again, while we're all intuitive and have an intuitive birthright, it takes time, just like any skill, to get to understand yourself, to get to really understand your inner landscape, to get to really fine tune. I can tell you all this. I don't use a tarot deck anymore. Maybe I'll come out with a tarot with a tarot course. Like that was very cool that people did it. It was very practical because y'all really love, love, love things that are visual, especially Instagram, especially TikTok. Everybody loves visual stuff, right? But I didn't go there. I just, I came out with Akashic Records. But at that point, I had already read tarot cards for 20 years, straight up for a talent agency that sent me everywhere and just in my life. But I can tell you, 
When I used to get a chill in my left arm, like tinglies, all tinglies, and then pull out the sun card, there was no way that this shit was not happening. And so you will pick up your own way. It doesn't mean you need to get a tingle in your left arm and need to see the sun card. And so you need to spend that time to understand your intuitive system. And I mean, I've met, again, so many people who are like, I'm not intuitive. And then they're like really, really amazing and like on it, et cetera. And then there's a lot of people, I just saw it, just saw it. And then they're really not. And it's not to shame anyone. It's not to, again, compare. It's not a competition, but it's also like, in 2023, we need to deepen how we proceed around spiritual communication, how we refine our communication, not only with ourselves about metaphysics and energy healing and intuitive work and healing work, but also how we communicate to the world. We're too good to be speaking all this bullshit, right? I I, I called our first um, episode, no, basta con el bullshiteo, like enough with just being cute. Like, yes, it sells and yes, it's good. And I'll jump in there and be cute about it for a minute. But let's get real that what we're really doing is reclaiming these powerful ancestral gifts and that we, our ancestors, the well and wise, those doing the work and those who need the help, deserve the respect that our beautiful, powerful medicina deserves because the outside world isn't going to give it respect. They're always going to see, well, how can I make money off this and just capitalize on it, you know, appropriate on it. It is up to us to respect ourselves, to not jump on the bandwagon of saying, I just said todo, I'm not, stop with the bullshit, girl. Refine the process. And let me tell you, I'm someone like, unfortunately, as I said, I can like scroll through IG and I get like literal, very specific things. And it's sad. It is sad sometimes because I know I can't reach out. There was somebody who was an influencer online like three years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going into mania. They had never talked about this. And they're going to have a collapse. That happened. That happened. And I, I said to somebody who was their friend, you know, maybe you need to talk to them to get some support. They're like, oh, no, I don't butt into that. And I don't think you're right, Vanessa. I think they're just very overproductive. I said, oh, no, I feel something really bad. They wound up leaving the online space for almost two years. And so... It's these things that that come to me. Sometimes they're like, do not go to the party. It's like, do not go to the party. I'm like, but why? And so when we hone our own intuition, whether it's claircognizance where we just know stuff, clairvoyance where we just see stuff, empath skills where we feel emotion, but we don't know where it comes from. And we have to take time to like dig, you know, to find out the clairsentience where we sense and feel something physically. Like I'm really good at that going into a house and I go to a particular space and I'm like, Oh my God. I remember being like 22 and going to a friend's house and she sat me on her bed and I almost threw up immediately. I had a sensation of disgust. Then I saw nighttime and then I saw like a wrinkled hand and I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, what is this? Again, I was like 22. I was already reading people, but I was like, this woman didn't ask me for a reading. And when we stepped outside, I started shaking and crying. And she's like, what's going on with you? You've acted weird, sat on the bed. I'm like, something bad happened there, like more than once, like an old wrinkled hand with liver spots was coming in to touch somebody in that side of the room in that bed. She started crying. She admitted, you know, sexual abuse there, right? And so um, it's really... We need to hone our gifts because so many people shut them down. And it's a lifetime. 
And so I would say, do not lead with arrogance, even if you're gifted as, you know, as hell. Lead with compassion, lead with love, lead with, lead with curiosity. Because a lot of people say, well, I got this, but I don't know. People have said that to me. I got this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And remember what we talked about last time. The I don't know means you may not want to know. You do know, but you don't want to deal with the action that it's going to require. Or you don't want to deal with the surrender that it's going to require. Or you don't want to deal with the letting go that it's going to that it's going to require. Or maybe the communication that's going to require with your loved one, with your husband, with your wife, with your mother, with your father, with yourself. Facing your own shit. And so I've heard a lot of people, I don't know. Well, when you don't know, that's where we learn and have a spiritual practice and an intuitive practice where we take a minute. Cleanse yourself with Agua Florida, if that's your thing. Cleanse yourself with a breath. Cleanse yourself with a dance. Cleanse yourself any way that it calls to you that is respectful of the practice, right? And then take a moment, drop deep. Call in your wise and well ancestors and those doing the work on the other side. And then the ones who need love and support, sending love. Call in your highest knowing and ask, hey, that was really freaky. I saw something. I don't know what it is. Can you guide me? And if the auditory process doesn't work or the sensation process, get a pen. Light a candle if you're called to it. These are old, old practices, people. My abuela paterna used to do this. Mi abuela Hortensia, we called her Mamina. She used to take a pen and be like, uh, scribbling messages. She'd do a prayer, our father, a holy, you know, Virgin Mary, boo, 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 prende una vela blanca con un vasito de agua, di, 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 di. she's writing, tu, 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 tu. Then she's like, this is what I got. And so we have these processes available to us. We are also very much about instant gratification. We're also very much about, you know, getting on an app and beeping something or clicking something or whatever, and suddenly we get it. That's all well and good. I love me a good app. I'm glad we're online. That's where I've been on full-time for 11 years. Pero las prácticas, the practices that have got me here are like real basic, real just about discipline, about respect, about compassion, about integrity, about authenticity. And, you know, nobody needs to be saying that they know everything because trust as you go through your life and you're on point, People are going to be knowing that. People are going to know that you know. People, I still get high referrals from even 20 years ago. And so don't worry about all that. Give yourself the space and the time. So we were talking about why we make mistakes, right, with intuition. So one of them is because, again, we have unresolved trauma. And who doesn't on some level? And we are being triggered by something and we jump to the conclusion. Two, our nervous system, because we have unresolved trauma, is wrecked is, dis, is imba, imbalanced. So we can't trust ourselves. Like, I don't trust my intuition. So what do we need to do there? We need to learn techniques to ground us. And, you know, when I say the word technique, I say that loosely. It could be taking a walk in nature. It could be gardening. I love my plantas. I talk to them. There's over 46 in my home, right? And then I have nature outside now. But when I lived in New York City, I didn't have that much nature outside. Tenía las plantas en la casa. I take a bath every night, people. That's a way that, thank God I have like oily skin. I don't even need to use cream. The skin is soft, even though I take hot baths every night. It's not recommended for everybody. But for me, being submerged in water, right? Being submerged in water and saying, I release everything that is mine and not mine. And doing my spiritual practice where I release energetically supported me. Because why? When you're a psychic sponge, you can have 
chronic fatigue um, symptoms. You can have fibromyalgia symptoms. And please, I am not a doctor and I'm not saying that if you have fibromyalgia or you have chronic fatigue or you have lupus or you have these other things that you're just a psychic sponge and you're taking it on. But wow, it couldn't hurt for us to develop really strong rooted grounding practices, recharging practices, cleansing and clearing, and also being on our own with our own energy it will probably help you if you legit have lupus and chronic fatigue and all the other things. It will legit help you if you have hygiene around spirituality. But that's going to be another episode for another day. Let's get back to, right? What do we do if we're intuitive and we know that we're intuitive, but we're not reading clearly and we're not ascertaining and we're not really reading? One, it is trauma. We need to get some healing. We need to be aware of that, right? We need to figure out ways to soothe ourselves and everybody's different. Laying on the wooden floor used to help me a lot, turning on music and dancing. I've been calling in my ancestors and my guides through dancing and movement. I don't do it now too much, but I did it starting like at 21 when I had my first apartment and I just kept doing it. And I would call them because as I, I shared at some point that my ancestors are very, very mixed. I'm white passing, but I'm way more mixed than I seem. And they come from many different parts of the world. When I got my DNA results back, I, my people were not in one place for that that long. It's really wild compared to the people that I see. Like some people that I see, they're like 70% from Spain and then they're like 30% indigenous. And then it's like, they were there in many places. The people were like, oh, China, oh, India, oh, West Africa, oh, uh, Siberia, oh, East Ashkenazi Jewish, oh, Spain, oh, Germany, oh, Eastern Europe, oh, six countries in Africa, Ghana, Liberia, Nigeria, you know, all these different places, Mexico, Peru, Argentina, like traveling, right? And so we must honor our ancestors and ourselves by respecting intuition, by taking the time, right? And so I told that story to say that I was dancing, by taking the time by tapping into what works for us in terms of clearing, grounding, and guidance. It may not be holding a crystal in your hand. It may be going out and sitting on a rock by the river. It may not be listening to some sound bowl recording. It may be listening to rock music. And so we must not judge the things that call us into grounding because we're all unique. And we're not also all terrestrial, right? That's another day. That's a chapter for another day, an episode for another day. We're also star seeds, some of us. Some of us are, you know, ETs. Some of us are a mix of the star seed with the Terrans, with the earth seeds. And here we are, either our first life, our 10th life, or we've been on the planet a long time, Right. And so we are a mix of things and must honor this diversity. So get your healing on, whether it's therapy, whether it's EMDR, whether it's emotional freedom technique tapping, whether it's breath work. There's so much more available now online than ever, right? Two, write down, and this is what I love to do when I teach my students, tracking. Write down what you're picking up, write it down, and then flip back and look and be like, oh, that was on point. It was not. Three, take the time to figure out cleansing, clearing, and grounding practices. Now, four, I would say, 
And then we, we talked about this earlier, fear, fear of getting it wrong, fear of, of, well, what do I do once I get this information? And a mindset shift here, which is really excellent, is like, I don't have to do diddly squats. I don't have to do shit with this. All I have to do is receive the information, allow it to come through and be present to it. And that's all. We take a lot of pressure off of ourselves when we allow ourselves to pick up information without that added pressure of now I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do something. I have to shift my life. I have to change. Because remember, most people are afraid of change, right? Most people are afraid of change. And they want life to change the way they want it to. And so when we give ourselves that break, that would be number five, give yourself the permission to just receive the information without having to take immediate action, right? To sit with it. Six, allow yourself to not have to be right. The perfectionistic thing. So for example, we sense information. Okay. As a person who has, uh, who can see, who can hear, right. An able-bodied person who can see, or even somebody who has some challenges, but still could see and can hear you walk into a room or, or, or roll into a room or get into a room somehow into a space. You look around even right now, right? I'm in this space. I see a plant to my right. I see a plant to my left. You see a little cauldron right there. You see a little rattle. You see a little drum. You see a door over here, right? You see these things. Are they all important for me to see? And so sometimes with intuition, we can have an overwhelm of sensing. We can walk into an energetic space and we see this and we see that and we see this, we see that, we see this, we see that. We don't know what to focus on. So how do we learn, right? So do you get it? Because I teach this in my course. You walk into a space with your eyes and you see things, but is anything important? important is anything going to give you information so some people have that some people are so afraid of the other side or intuition or whatever you want to call it the spirit world metaphysical world energetic world right the world beyond our eyes the world behind our eyes because they're like oh it's overwhelming i have learned to fine-tune one of the key ways of fine-tuning is to go in with a question to be very specific we can ask, what do we need to know right now? Right now, pull a card, go to the Akashic record, pull a rune, or just sit with ourselves, breathing and putting a hand over our heart, left hand lower in our belly, grounding. Or we can say, what do I need to know? How do I best proceed with the situation? That means that then when you go into the space of energy and information, you're being guided by a question. So the way we ask the question is very specific. And so cut yourself some slack if you've been pulling cards, if you're like, I don't know, look at it, do I have trauma? Look at, am I being hard on myself? Am I being a perfectionistic? Be honest with yourself. Am I afraid of getting an answer that I don't want to deal with right now? Um, be honest with yourself. Am I taking the time? And, you know, we think of taking the time for intuition. Again, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I got to do three hours. You know, bless everyone. There are some people who tell me, well, I wake up, I breathe, I don't look at any technology, I have to breathe, do breath work for an hour, then I have to do my mindfulness and breathing and movement exercise, then I have to do this and I have to do that. That worked for them. My life, I don't start that way. I have Gemini rising and in astrology, your rising is the way that you can start your day. I need communication immediately when I wake up. Could be communication like this. I do my Reiki and I'm talking to spirit or communication like I write something. I'm really good at writing when I wake up in the morning. My thoughts are like boop, 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 right? As the day goes on, that's when I do my spiritual practices. And so everybody's different. Be honest with yourself, right? 
Why is this intuition not flowing that well? And then look again at past life, at pa uh, past beliefs that your family's passed on. I can't believe I just, I'm bringing it up now, number six, right? Because I can include the trauma um, that maybe you saw something, felt something. Look at yourself honestly and ask yourself if you um, ever were intuitive, were spot on, said something about Wakata, I got in trouble. You know, Wakata is the sound of the chancla being thrown in the air and hitting Wakata or a slap right? Or something like that. And I joke about it, but you know, in a lot in Latino culture, maybe now it's not happening as much, but we grew up with Wagada, like Chancla culture. We grew up with getting smacked. We grew up with harshness. And so if you experience harshness when you were sharing an intuitive feeling or a sense, or that you saw something, I see something, I talked to a friend, spiritual friend, start to unpack that, you know, journal about that. Another thing I would say number seven is Look at your expectations. Look at your desires. Look at your penchant for wanting to see what isn't there, right? Because we jump to conclusions. For example, somebody called me once and was like, I don't trust my intuition. I don't know if I should take your course. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. And I said, why? The, well, the minute I walked into this event, I looked across the room and I knew that would be my husband. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I'm like, what happened? They're like, oh, they were my husband. I'm like, okay, your intuition was right. And then they were like, oh, we got a divorce three years later. I'm like, but did your intuition say that they were going to be your husband and last forever? They're like, no, but, but nothing. And so we have to become very aware of what we try to fill in the gaps of an intuitive awareness with our own ego and our own desires and our own wish fulfillment and instant gratification, need for instant gratification. And we need to take that. Like when I left New York and I moved here, my part, my friends were like, not the close friends because they knew, but other friends and acquaintances. Is this the one? Is this the one? You're a psychic medium. Is this the one? You left New York. You went to Pennsylvania. I'm like, I don't know. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, we've had past lives. We get along. Things are good. And, you know, it remains to be seen whether we will grow through the challenges that we're going to have. But people couldn't really understand it. They felt that as a psychic medium, I should absolutely know. The thing is that there, yes, I was guided to that this was here now, that this was real, that this was meant to be at this point. But I already know at this age and time of my life that we cannot be jumping to conclusions, right? There are some people who are told, you're getting this job, don't get too excited. You know, in a reading with the Akashic Records, don't get too excited because you're not staying that long. You're going in, something's going to be there for you, and then you're moving out. And that's happened to me so many times in readings with people. And then they wind up going in, they get into a leadership program, they get the certificate, and then something happens, the department's closed, but they walk out with this training. Or they go in, and then they meet somebody who leaves and takes them with them to a better position. Or sometimes they go in and they realize that they deserve better, and then they get a better job. Or they go in and they meet their future partner, or they meet a best friend, or they meet a mentor. You know, everything is not a final destination. Of course, our human mind that doesn't like change wants to strap it down, tie it down, bolt it into the earth, right? And be like, that, that's my husband, that's my job, that's my career. We need to mourn the death of this belief that everything's going to stay the same or that everything is absolutely what it seems, right? It's like things are here and they're temporary. I'm temporary in this body. I'm not really Vanessa. I am a multidimensional soul that who knows that we would even understand my actual name because it would be probably sounds and vibrations. The same as you. I am Vanessa in this time in space. I am doing the work that I'm doing in this time in space. 
but I'm also, as Vanessa, not eternal, right? This is an expression of myself. And so when you are exploring expressions of your possible careers, of your possible relationships, of your possible present existence, for you to add that level of trying to make it so solid that it doesn't change is really against nature. And so point seven is, Observe your desires in your ego. Is it your ego that's like, oh, that's my husband forever. That's my husband forever. Oh, oh yeah, my intuition was on. And then you're like, oh, shit, divorce papers, right? Be honest. Because the person that attracted that husband or that wife or that partner or that job or that situation or that best friend or whatever it was is not the person that is sitting now in present moment. Even if we tried to strap it down and like, you know, anchor it down with some cement, we have changed through time and space, right? Isn't that what our healing is all about? Releasing everything that is not us and becoming more uniquely ourselves. And so how would it make sense that a job that you got before you started doing the healing or even while you were doing the healing is going to last? Maybe it will because it changes with you. Maybe it won't. Maybe the best friend will shift as well. I've gone through that. Maybe the relationships. I mean, that's one of the reasons my people that my husband was my eighth proposal, had a lot of relationships since I was 15 and my first partner proposed to me at 19 who was amazing but I wasn't ready right and so we've got to look at our own desires number eight super simple we jump to conclusions jump to conclusions because we've seen it in a movie we're like oh this means that yeah that's what's happening married forever happy no let's not jump to conclusions let's allow existence to be what it is it is multi-dimensional it is always changing We are always changing. We are always shifting. Of course, we want things we can count on. We want to take our little walk. We want to, I go to the gym three times a week, people. I try to lock it down, okay? I go to the gym in the morning three times a week. I've been doing that for almost two years. It'll be, I think, in May. I am still moving into that. And that is like part of what I do. That's what I need to do as a generator. And I think we all need to, especially spiritual beings. We change a lot and shift a lot from the heart chakra up. Some of us, like me in the third eye and the crown and the throat all the time, and anchoring ourselves into present moment by working on the body that we've been given, that we've grown in this lifetime, is a great decision. But other than that, we're always shifting and we're always changing. So let me know how this landed. There's much more to come. And by the way, before we end, I have always believed that while intuition is our birthright, that some of us who are really intensely psychic are people going through some serious shit when they were children. I would say we all got antennas, but some of us, the antenna really sticks out really high. And I can tell you this, I picked up information very young. I knew shit that was about to go down. And I even knew when somebody was about to touch me and molest me when I was seven, but I was frozen. And I called out to my brother telepathically and he came in the room. He was little. He heard me because I knew that we'd practiced this before. And he came in and screamed for me and then I was able to get up, right? And so there are things that happen Sometimes in our early life, that brings that antenna really up. Now it's up to us to release everything that is not us, to give ourselves a safe space from which to work from and grow from and learn from and live from and continue growing our intuition. Sending you all so much love. I hope this made sense. I made no notes. I just decided to talk because I felt like it. And I hope you receive it. I'm sending you all so much big love. Un abrazo grande. Bye, everyone.